0: Milan Easties of the world. Hey, how's it going? It's uh, your hosts, Shane and Hosni. Shane coming from his beautiful backyard in Nairobi, in Kenya, and uh, Hosni. Um, we're just uh, we're trying to, uh, we just need to recap the last couple of games because everything has been just absolutely awful if you're a Milan fan. There's been very few positives, to be honest, to take from anything that's happened. Uh, we're also going to discuss Maldini's comments based on the uh, current lack of inactivity in the January transfer window. Um, Yeah, so Hosni, how have you been over the last couple of days?
1: Not good. Uh, I don't know how we can even say that we can pull something positive out of what we've seen, but uh, I guess the only positive that we have on this part is that no, the background is great. Uh, Shane in his lovely garden and uh, me from a photo a few days ago (laughs) going for a run near the beach. So that's the only good thing that's happened quite recently. Other than that, what can we say? Uh, a lot more of the same, and unfortunately, it's not the good same; it's the bad same. Uh, how, how about it, Shane? I mean, uh, do you see an upturn? I mean, is this really the lowest that we can get through this season, or can we expect a lot more of what we've seen?
0: I hope I hope it's the lowest that it's going to get at this point. Obviously, but I mean, you know, we're we're going into you know we've a we've a game coming up, sort of we've the Super Cup coming up. Uh, we're going to be playing Inter, obviously Inter. Uh, you know, good squad. Uh, based on our performances, since even before the, the the World Cup break, I mean, we've just been kind of regressing big time. Hopefully, the Super Cup game is where we put everything right. I can't see it though. Um, it it yeah. It's again, I'm sorry, I'm is trying, trying to trying to stay positive here but it's really difficult especially with what the team has given us these days um what like what are you thinking so what's what's your biggest concern right now
1: the defense team? and it's something that I've been repeating for quite a while it's just not the same as what we've seen last season so last season was no one can deny it stellar defense I think what we consider only two goals in the second half of the or in that run in the second part of the season But now it's becoming, we're conceding almost two goals or about two goals every game. (laughs) So can you see the big difference that we're at now? But someone has to take responsibility. And, you know, we were speaking about it before the pod that if you see the same mistakes, don't you look to fix or rectify those problems uh, going to the next game? I hope they do, or I hope they try it, but it it seems to be doesn't work. And I I don't really get it. Uh, Number one especially because purely, you know, and he said itself, himself, it's like, yeah, I used to be a defender. So I don't know if this is his standard of coaching the team on how to defend. Secondly, we've always had a bit of a rotation in centre-back pairing for one reason or another. Maybe this is the time to actually make another change because when I saw Kier coming on, I thought we looked a little more solid in the previous game. So now that Kier is back with the team, I think maybe it's time for him to be back as a starter. I'm not saying anything bad about Kalulu because he still has his place. But, you know, and we speak about it when we go through the stats and specific instances. But some players, you know, they, they go through a, a rough patch, but we shouldn't be the ones who, you know, feel the effects of it because there are players who can play there. And Malik Chow is another another one of them. Uh, I mean, Shane, don't you think that we're not exactly that thin at the back? I mean, there are players in, in our back line. Like we that we can switch on.
0: Yeah, you you're you're very you're very yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, because when you look at it, it's not like look, ugh, okay, the year is twenty thirty-five and we're still talking about Milan not purchasing the right wing. No. Um but it's it's not like it's a it's an area like the right wing where it's like, oh look, we you know, we don't even have depth, we just don't even have an adequate starter. I think the the center back uh the the players we have for centre back, I I do think that we do have quality there. Like you said, I think you know Chao is a bit rough around the edges, but I think you know he has shown a good lot of promise. Uh, Kier, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, when he came on for the end of the I think it was at the Lecce game. Uh, you know he was he actually not not as much even on the defensive side, but more on the attacking side. I mean there was a good couple of like you know through balls from Kier, which yep. was. That was very refreshing because that was like, that was kind of what Tomori was doing last season. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was nice. And it's probably that kind of, you know, leadership that we kind of need back there because uh, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, guys. But like, I don't, I, I don't see Calabria as the captain of this team um, based on what a captain should do. Uh, yes, I know he did score the second, or he did score a goal in the Lecce game. Um, I, I don't see enough of a drive, you know, from from Calabria. I think he's he, he doesn't have the character characteristics for me. I know the way Milan are doing it. It's like, look, if you've played the most games, you become the captain. Um, but you know, uh, an awful lot of bad players play a lot of games for their clubs due to maybe injuries. So yeah, I don't think that's a good metric. I think ideally maybe give it to someone like Tonali, because for me he does show a lot of areas of quality, especially around captain captaining a squad. Um, you know, so I would like to see him as potentially as a captain. I don't think Calabria is at the level that Milan should be looking to get to. I know I said this a couple of times. I'm just gonna reiterate it again. To me, he reminds me a bit of a bate back in the day. <laughs> started off good. No, it started off when he when he was young. He was good. Um due to injuries or due to whatever else, he kind of reached his ceiling very early on. And then, you know, he just gradually faded away and got worse and worse and worse as the years went on. Uh obviously that coincided with the banter era team, so it didn't really do him any favors to be playing with the uh, quality of players that he was playing with. But, like, yeah, I just, I'm not kind of sold on this Calabria idea. For me, I don't think Kalulu should be playing or playing in a centre back pairing. Um, at least, definitely not for the, for, well, when I see the set piece situation, which we'll cover in a bit. Um, I, I don't really see him. Uh, being effective there, I do see him being effective in Calabria's position. So for me, I probably yeah. Sorry to be saying, but I probably take Calabria off, and I'd, I'd be I'd get a bit more used to seeing Calabria in his play or Kalulu in his place. Like, what would you like based on the last couple of games, which again we're going to cover? But like, what? So if if we go with the 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 logic that. So Maldini's not going to invest further in this window, right? So that means we're kind of stuck with what we have now. So based on that logic, what would you change in this team?
1: Uh, like quite with the things. current players that we
0: have, yeah.
1: Quite a, quite a few things. But, you know, and coming back to your point about Calabria, the one and the one major thing that I'll change is that this club needs to be more ruthless. So in the case of Calabria, in the case of a lot of players, our players, I think we are too generous, we are too kind. So Calabria is an example. You know, we we have a rule which I can understand that in a way rewards loyalty because the more appearances you have, you become captain. But then you're just rewarding the employee who shows up to work every day on time, yeah. rather than that the is a, that is a great point. Who, who's, who's performing? Point. You know, leagues above uh, above his level because a player like Calabria. You know, I'm not saying that he's a terrible player because you know he's he's had actually had a few. Amazing games. You know? And I won't, I won't belittle his performances. He's had amazing games for us in the past. But a, a player of his calibre is limited because we are looking at the big leagues. We're looking at the UCL. We're looking at winning the Scudetto. So he, he would fit very well you know, in, in a mid-table team, maybe like smaller where Barardi is languishing now after his injury. But mm. it's uh, we need to be more ruthless on that front. And you know, and it's creeping into our other areas of what we, how we do things especially in the transfer market. So like in the case of Bakayoko, we brought the guy on, you could argue, a good six months many years ago. So Bakayoko was in Serie A last season with Napoli and it wasn't great. Uh, some Sorry, in the, in the season before last, uh, and he wasn't great. And someone decided to think that because he was good in the six months season before that, that we should bring it on for a two year loan. And now, Purely has no use for him. He's drawing a salary, uh, he's taking out space in the squad, and no one's willing to to play him. And this level of um, uh, I don't know what what is the the right word. Maybe generos- generosity. I think it's
0: problem. kind of sympathy. It's sympathy yeah. for uh, for players. Yeah, and it, like in especially. I mean, it shows you how bad it's gone for Bakioko when when. Uh, the, oh, what's what's his name Todd Bowley the guy that financial fair play doesn't you know uh, he <laughs> doesn't have you know numbers. he doesn't have to <laughs> the, the, doesn't yeah that he doesn't abide by the, <laughs> abide by those rules apparently but um yeah so it, like it, it 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 gets to something where Chelsea essentially kind of said you know what we have a player on our books and we're just going to cancel their contract and Milan are waiting on that to be able to to junk this player. So <laughs> it's kind of like you said, it's uh, I think it's we, we do have we have to get out of this kind of mentality where it's like, you know, back it back in the back in the old days, back in the old days when uh, basically we couldn't get anyone good to come and play for us. It was, you know, uh, Montelivo comes to mind. It's like he, he used to have to make all these, you know, uh, like, let's say r- ridiculous exclusions to wage structures <clears throat> just to get very, you know average players just even stay stay in your squad uh, but we're past that now and unfortunately this is one of the bad problems with this kind of uh, this kind of philosophy that we have and it's you you really hit the nail in the head there where you said like it's yeah we're, we're just we're wasting too much time when it comes to players that you know they're just basically still existing at the club due to sympathy for a good six months that they put in about what three or four years ago we have to be past that now I, you know like, it's more than
1: that Shane, so, you know, and we'll speak about the Torino game in a bit, but you know, there's other players that are dying, I'm sure they're dying for playing time. So, mm-hmm. Malik Chow, he's played, if I remember, what, about three appearances for us this season, and I thought that maybe the one-off where, I think it was against Torino, the one where he actually started, uh, he wasn't the worst player there. So
0: No, he did quite well. Yeah, I thought he did quite well.
1: Right? Yeah, when is he gonna get a start? And you know, he seems like the profile that we sort of need. He's a tall guy, he's a kid, he can, he can run somewhat, never gets a start. Adley, I think we've spoken about him way too much, but the same thing, he never gets a start against Torino. And you could say that in some way, I agree with purely that we, the Copa maybe is not the prize that we should be really targeting, even though we want trophies. Uh, we could have put Adley there, he didn't get a start, so I'd. I don't know what is the thinking behind this team because in the in in that game, you know, we we went for three five two. We were doing quite a bit of experimenting. It backfired, and you know now we're feeling the pain of, of mistake that's been made. I, I just don't want it to, to repeat.
0: There's too much. Um, there's too much put into. I think, and it's a very it's a very handy excuse to have in the back pocket. But I think it's the excuse they used with uh, Adley. Which is, um, oh, he's, he's taken a lot of time to get used to Pioli's system. right? And it's like, uh, and, and this isn't a slight on Adley, you know, some, it could just be a situation where maybe it's not the right club at the right time for his career right now, right? But Piquetta surely
1: vibes. after... You give me vibes,
0: <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's, it's, that's true, I know, I understand, but like, it's it's kind of a situation where it's like, look, if you've had six months to look at the player um you know and system or 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 not if if the player isn't going to do it for you and he's not been doing it for you either in training or you don't like certain aspects about the player loan him out loan him out because i mean what's you know like what's 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 Adley doing? Basically, only just collecting, you know, collecting training sessions. I mean, he could be going. He could be going playing at a, a team lower, lower in Syria. I'm sure someone would take him. So, yeah, it's it's like we're 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 kind of stuck in this really weird thing where it's like we're confusing uh, the quantity of players that we have over quality. Whereas now it should be kind of getting reversed. We should really be starting to look at right. Okay, so. Because we have a relatively large squad,
1: yes, yes,
0: you know, but the problem is, is there's just that there's not enough good players there. So, I mean, you know, management, you know, probably take note. It's surely it's it, it, it can't just be about, you know, having like a, a, a very large squad in terms of numbers, but you actually need decent, effective players in there, which we don't have. Napoli are kind of the other way. They don't have the biggest squad in the world, but the you know, the depth that they have is just way better than ours because they've you know, they've been well especially in the last window, they've invested well. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's just it's right. not good. Not good.
1: Yeah, so you're gonna go through the games? Uh, let's pull up some stats. Oh, this, so got-
0: this is a really painful part, yeah.
1: Okay, so the one, the first one that we've got on the board is actually uh, Milan against Torino. So this is our mm. loss, our second consecutive loss against Torino. Uh, it seemed that Juric knows what he's doing when it comes to facing Fioli. so he's definitely got Pioli mm. on his thumb <laughs> in terms of pulling one out of the bag. Uh, so against Torino, yeah. first team, I think we lost 2-1. Uh, now it's one uh, 0 mm-hmm. in uh, additional time, so even more painful because you know had it gone to penalty. Maybe mainly Tata Roshano, which would have done a decent job but uh, i guess it didn't get to that level so what were your thoughts on the game overall shame where did it go wrong
0: yeah so uh, like this was a, a quote-unquote interesting one uh, you can see i'm i'm losing the will to live talking about this game because it was atrocious so uh you know 26 shots or sorry 34 shots uh 26 shots off target eight shots on target um possession yeah okay so we had over 58 percent of the of the possession which is i mean yeah right but i mean what does possession count when you're not doing anything with it essentially um it's a bit of a weird one so uh gd GD, sorry apologies if i'm uh, mispronouncing that uh, sent off in the 70th minute uh, second yellow card bad tackle on messias um warranted second yellow card uh but of course you know in true milan style we we didn't really we didn't have a plan b so i think Pioli then kind of you know after the after the uh, second yellow card for the three no player You know, then we kind of decided to, I guess, bring on our, our starters. Uh, So Giroud came on, Theo came on, um, Leo came on just before that. So you know, Pioli is kind of stacking, stacking the Milan side to have more of our starters out there. Still didn't do any good. Hundred and fourteenth minute, Adapo, Adapo scores a goal. I'm um, in facts, I think. So, Bayeye, who assisted the goal for Adapo, I think the two of those were playing in Series C last season. So, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah.
1: You pointed out some great what facts. You uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, if we go through the beginning of the game, actually. We, I thought we started quite all right. So, there were a few chances early on. And, uh, you know, there's one specific, specific chance that CDK had that. Had it gone in, we wouldn't have had. We wouldn't be having this conversation, and we would be thinking about the next Coppa Italia round. But what you said is absolutely right. Uh, Torino, it is not our standard, and ev- ev- I'm sure everyone realizes this. Torino should not be anywhere near our level. I mean, last, I uh, said yesterday, they lost the Spets here. Yeah. Uh, but it seems to be against this They know what to do, and it seems to be a very basic game plan. That is like Milan seems to overcommit, get exposed, or they're not so sure what they're doing at the back and boom, you got one goal.
0: And and that's what led to the goal.
1: Yeah,
0: That's what led to the goal in injury time. You know, or sorry, in extra time. Yeah. So basically, because we were too busy trying to not score, uh, you know, basically got the ball, went up the other end to Reno, get a goal. It's too late to do anything about it then. I mean, geez, and, you know.
1: And if you think about that uh, goal, and everyone's been saying is it, it's that, oh, you know, and you have a backline of Tomori, Kalulu, and I think uh, Gabby also came on, is that those aren't the slowest players in the league. You know? And We've had Romagnoli, so we know what slow is. You would assume that they'll be able to catch up with anyone, but no. Someone came, what was his name, that broke out on our uh, left-hand side, crossed it into the centre, and just essentially just tapped it into the back of the net. This is ridiculous, guys. <laughs> this is a goal that we mm. should be scoring, not that a goal that we should be conceding. But it happened to us, and... I guess mm. you could take the positives out of it, that we don't have to play uh, additional games. But losing to Torino, I mean, is this really our level? A mid-table side? Do we lose to all mid-table sides now? Or do we have problems with lower-ranked teams? Yes, because we've had that problem. But it should have been resolved. Because, And we'll speak about this in the next game. We should be competing for the Scudetto. But it seems that midway through the season, all we're thinking about now is top four. This is not the plan <laughs> that we should be.
0: No, it's, it is. It's it's crazy how um, it's like. It's crazy how you know how how quickly I think once 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 people kind of you know once the anger levels start to kind of die down a bit, people kind of slowly come around. You know, because uh, we'll talk about this right at the end. But I think probably the red bird feeling on this is oh well, uh, we bought the club. It's a long term investment. We'd, potentially, we did. We didn't really even see this club winning the Serie A last season, um, so we don't really see the need to invest that amount yet. Until this magical new stadium that they still don't even have planning permission for is, you know, is built. So it's just not looking good. But cover that, the worst years all right? Yeah, touring on that. let to the next
1: one. Uh, this is the most recent game that we played against Lecce and everyone remembers how much of a disaster it was in the first half because we were down 2-0 and then we had a fight back. But the fight back wasn't good enough to secure three points. I mean Shane, it just as painful or
0: even more painful than the Torino game. So if this was a so if this season was like last season, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been super concerned about getting kicked out of the Copa. Uh, for me, it's, it's probably the least, it's the least important trophy, right? Obviously that we're in this season. I think it's probably the only trophy that we could feasibly win. Um, so yeah, I think maybe I probably <laughs> just, just because we're, I think our options are very limited uh, this year. I probably, I'm a bit more sickened about the Copa Italia, even though I don't really value it, obviously, as highly as the league. But, yeah, this this result even still hurt, because it's kind of, you know, it's two drop points. Um, That's essentially what it is. And what made it worse? uh, What made it worse is, um, so, look, so, yeah, it's a scoreline, so it was two all. um, So, Teo Hernandez got a a weird kind of own goal i don't even know i don't even think theo could tell you what he was trying to do there um a bit of an argument though for the Teo hernandez goal that maybe the lecce attacker was kind of you know impeding him and he could have maybe i don't know did he try taking a dive and as he took a dive it just kind of you know chested it past tatarish it's a weird goal um then basharoto in the 23rd minutes uh you know i mean how can you say you know how, how can you say like how can you basically see someone having that much time on a header in a professional league uh lovely cross in basharotos all the time in the world uh so therefore gets a good header on you know And then, of course, as he so often does, Léo saves us with a goal in the 58th minute. And then the guy that I was slandering for a couple of minutes earlier on, Calabria, comes up and equalizes. (laughs) Uh, What do I know? But, uh, yeah, this is, for me, it's obviously, it's two drop points. I mean, you know, like looking at the Serie A table now, right? So we're essentially... Where we were league champions last year, we are now uh, one point above a very broken Juventus. And we are a point above Inter.
1: I have a question for you, Shane, and it's about those goals that we conceded. So they were headers, yeah. and the tallest person, because he can use his hands in the box, is actually our goalkeeper. Do you think Mm. that if Tatarushanu had come out for either one or both of those goals, he would have at least been able to challenge for it enough that he wouldn't have gone back in the net. I mean, this is what I'm thinking, because...
0: That's, that was is a fair point. For
1: and if the defender is there, that of course, you don't want to collide with your own guy and <laughs> essentially look like a, mm. like a fool. But had Tata Roshanu actually told Kalulu or whoever it was, leave mm. it, I'm going to jump for it, or maybe if they have that sort of understanding, would it have been a different performance?
0: yeah i think that's that's a fair point really um but i suppose what i don't want to go into the the trap of is that see the thing is is i look everyone everyone notices is like look tatar shanu is what he is he's, he's he's not world class right but for the last couple of games where we've been trapping points i think there's been people that have been far more at fault outside of Tata. I did, it, it is a valid point. I can see what you're saying. Is like, yeah, look, he is the tallest guy in the pitch. Uh, he could also have the additional height with, you know, obviously being able to reach up and punch the ball. The problem is, is could you see Tat actually coming out? Because uh, he doesn't even do that for, you know, he doesn't do that for crosses, um, you know. So, I, yeah, I think that's, that's a valid point.
1: Yeah, because I if suppose. you see those goals and even from the corners, is that those those crosses mm. aren't coming in, you know, at lightning speed. And even the same thing with the corners, mm. you, know, you can somewhat, if you have if you have a player that with the experience set that Tataroshanu has, you could somewhat anticipate mm. where the ball is going to be, you know, from that maybe one second right after the kick, and be able to do something about it. Because you're right, yeah, he's not world class. He doesn't need to catch the ball, yeah. If if he was a world class player, I would expect him to be able to catch the ball from a corner and we've seen it before even in the World Cup but being able to challenge for it because if the attacker collides with our goalkeeper you know that that's a foul potentially,
0: because you're just blocking off the, the keeper
1: but again back to the training what are we doing what are we telling that uh, It's is purely over. we're not
0: training set pieces we're not you know I think yeah, we yeah we we've all I mean you pointed this out a couple of months ago it's like our set pieces are drunk and to be honest they haven't improved since so while well, we're all talking about, oh, Pioli system and getting players used to Pioli system, who's getting players, you know, who's, who's training players on set pieces? Because this is just, this is shocking. I mean, you can imagine, so this goal, so the, the Bicharoto, right, the, that the Lecce goal, that was like a, a very similar goal to uh, one of the Roma goals. I think it was by Ibanez. A couple of games ago. Yeah, yeah. That he scored on us. So, and it was the same thing again. It was literally Kalulu just, you know, completely lost. Because uh, Kalulu, while he's a very good player, has a lot of quality. He's, you know, he's not the tallest in the world. So, you know, it's probably prone to get beaten in the air. But if teams, if no offense to the likes of Lecce, but if the manager Lecce has seen this, right, Antonio Conte is going to see this as well yeah
1: and they've got you know admittedly a much better squad and it with stars in it what was the result going to be like
0: but and and there you know and and like we're, we're playing at a level there where you know look spurs are not the greatest side in the world but they're in the champions league for a reason and you don't get to the champions league unless you can be clinical and we are the most unclinical team probably in the champions league at the moment so <laughs>
1: Well, the reality of the Champions League campaign is that we've always looked at you know progression because we, everyone acknowledges we don't have a team to go out and win it. So last season, it was at the group stage. You know, we came crashing out. Now we're in the round 16. So that is progress. So even if we were not to proceed to the next round into what, the quarterfinals, then it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't be a disaster. So I'll, But our focus needs to be on, on the league because if we don't do well, and I think this is a very serious threat that we might not make top four. And if we might not make top four, think about the repercussions. So definitely, purely, has got to go. Then is the management really going to have the courage to attempt maybe a part rebuild of certain uh, sets of the squad? Because I don't see a red bird investing. And, you know, it might be a downward spiral from then on before they, they wake up.
0: The here's becomes... the thing, though. Here's here's the thing, right? I, I know what you mean in terms of um well, if we don't miss top four, obviously that's, you know, that's atrocious. Like that's, that's sets us back so much. But I think uh, as to if Pioli should go, I don't think he should. Because the thing is, is if you keep in mind, like we need someone who is good with young players. And I think what Pioli has been more guilty of, Look, there is. Pioli does lack in a couple of areas, like you said. I mean, set pieces are wooden. Sometimes there isn't a feeling that there's a plan B. It's like you know, as long as Leao and Giroud are on the pitch, we're fine. But what happens, you know, the, you know, it's a game of football. The football is round. Unexpected things happen, right? There is. I, I understand. There's a lot to be critical of with Pioli, but the thing is, is if Pioli goes right, what manager you, that you get in that's that's of quality? You know um it looks like Klopp is about to lose his job so there will be
1: someone I, think. I
0: would i would take him in a heartbeat to be honest but i couldn't see Klopp coming because Klopp would be like oh yeah we're gonna need to buy you know <laughs> i think why pioli stayed i think what i think why management like pioli and this is one of my big faults about pioli probably even bigger than some of you know maybe him lacking tactically in some areas it's more that he didn't put his foot down, actually, when he won the Syria, right? And he didn't say, okay, I've now delivered you guys a league. Please back me with some experienced players. Yep. And I think that's where he's failed. Whereas, hopefully, if, if uh, you know, I would... Pioli is probably the last person that I, I would like to see go. Unless it's a situation where the players lose faith in him. But I don't see that as being the issue right now. I just see that the issue that the players are are be exhausted uh, because of this idiotic winter World Cup and playing three games a day, and you know, for the most part, that's what I see. Although, like you said earlier, there is a good, valid argument there. That I mean, if you look at a lot of our quality, so the likes of Tenali Benacer, they weren't at the World Cup. Yep. You know. Tomorrow wasn't at the World Cup. Kalulu, um, I know Leao Giroud was, obviously Theo was, and maybe maybe that kind of tells you. Well, if if so, if Theo Giroud and Leao are tired, which you would expect them to be, that shows you that we're we're really blunted in terms of what we can do going forward. So maybe there's a bit of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what we've got on the screen now is actually the goal, and this is the, the Lecce header. Uh, I believe this is for the second goal.
0: Second goal, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. why, why, I wanted to point this out, right, is if you've seen, so where that where the, the ball was crossed in from, right, it's very it's a very similar position to the Ibanez goal against Roma, and the result yeah. was the exact same. They literally just aimed it at the guy who was getting marked by Kalulu. Kalulu mistimes it, or well, in fact, Kalulu did a bit better this game because he actually attempted to go for the ball more so than the last game. But uh, Kalulu mistimes it, you know. Next thing, Bisharoto gets in, and you know. And the thing is, is will you know, the quality of teams, you know, lower, lower, uh, lower level teams like this guys will be using examples like this against us because mm-hmm. if they can, if they can see right, so it's work for Roma. You know, because these guys don't have a type of philosophy of, you know, they're not going to be playing Pep Guardiola-style football. They literally just need to get they need to get points on the board. So they're going to pick on our weaknesses. And Kalulu in the year is a huge weakness. Um So, yeah, I mean, what do you do? I mean, hopefully, it's like you said, it's probably going back what against what I said a couple of podcasts ago, saying, oh, is too slow. But... I mean, I can't see Kier getting beaten that easily to a header like that.
1: Yeah, and if you, you know, for those who maybe are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast, you know, this is the header coming in. Uh, What we see here is that there's uh, two offensive players from Lecce, and you could somewhat argue that Kalulu is a bit isolated. But, uh, you know, for those who've seen the game and seen the replays, that this cross isn't coming in at, at a good pace, yeah? So it's you can somewhat anticipate it. That's why Kalulu is there, but what I really don't like is that he he, he looks alone. Uh, I don't know who is that next to him. Uh, so there's players on either side, again, ball watching, not maybe getting into position. And where do we see Tatarushano? Nowhere near the ball. I mean, if you're a keeper and you see this coming in, you could actually jump for it and you know try to palm it away, push it away push it into, I don't want to say a corner because we can concede from those as well. But, <laughs> you
0: know,
1: nullify the threat a little bit and it's just not happening. Well, I guess that's one. But we do want to speak about this next incident. So this is a photo of a, almost a goal for a player who really needs it. This is a CVK's header uh, in the Torino game from, yeah, you could say a very tight angle. He headed it up it seems a glance uh, against the—I don't know if it's a crossbar or the sidebar, but unfortunate for him, had that went in, it would have been quite a memorable goal. But what do you think of CDK's performance, Shane? I mean, he started that game. Do you know, they were good. Yeah, players.
0: like so. I think this. So I don't want to sound like a CDK fanboy, right? Because I—I I preserve that privilege specifically for Lord Lord cruditch Because right? he is the greatest player ever in the history of the game but um yeah i'm being serious no um so with uh with cdk though so a lot of people were kind of uh, saying oh you know he faded away towards the end of the game he started off well and then faded away and it's kind of going like well so if you if you go from playing probably 10 minutes a game Right, a couple of you know for a couple of games this season. Right, for the most part, and then you're thrown on for the full ninety minutes, even though it's the Coppa Italia. How are you supposed to stay? How are you supposed to look somewhat fit for the whole ninety minutes, even longer that he was on the pitch, actually, because because of the extra time. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, not uh, not talking about the. Uh, not talking about his fitness level so much, but yeah, I think he was, he started off really positive, um, you know, came on, there was, there was a shot immediately after this. So after he hit the post, there was a shot, unfortunately, straight at the goalie. Uh, you know, so didn't, that didn't work out, but he just, he looked far more, he looked, you know, he looked like more of a threat really, essentially. I mean, he was just very unfortunate with this. A couple of inches either side, that's going in, completely changes the game. Torino are on the back foot. We're probably gonna get another two or three. This I game being what it was, disaster. Yeah. But still.
1: I, I did want to ask you about that position, that number ten position. So now it seems that Pioli's favorite number ten is actually Brahim Diaz. Uh, what is it <laughs> saying? What do you think about what do you think about the message he sends to CDK and how about Diaz's future? Because we know that this is his last season unless there's something's already been agreed, but he will be a Real Madrid player very soon, you know, in a matter of months. However, he's been favored ahead of CDK. I don't think Diaz has done that bad, to be honest, because he does seem to make a few runs, but there is just no connection with the guy who's up at the very front, uh, be it Giroud or, or CDK. I, I just don't see it, but I do see the, the threat behind Diaz. But what do you think is happening there, yeah, For that number 10 position, is it, should we worry?
0: We should, um, if Diaz stays, because you see what happens because we've seen we've seen it with Diaz uh, whereas obviously horrifically inconsistent. So he hasn't been an upgrade to Chalanoglu. Right. Um, because he's literally just done the same damn thing since he's arrived. He's just been horrifically inconsistent, can do can do great things, uh, you know, one every 10 games. And next thing, he just disappears. So, and probably like the worst. Is, so this is what we're going to see now. Probably is we'll see Diaz start to come out of himself, because Milan are talking about trying to get Diaz for 15 million, right? To try and talk, uh, to try and lower the the the, the amount that they're going to pay to Real. So Diaz will probably play out of his skin. And you know, and he might he might look quite good going into the last games of the season. The worst thing is, is we're then going to buy him, and he's just going to go back to being horrifically consistent again. And all the time, all the time, what's happening then is CDK isn't getting games. CD Player is a player that we have, we owe loyalty to, more so, right now because he's actually a Milan player. Um, I I don't think Diaz. I don't think Diaz has the qualities for the Italian league. I th- I think he gets found out even more so in the Champions League. Uh, he's he's just not a player of the level that we need to be looking at. I mean, sh- like, when was the last time that we got a good... Like, when was the last time that we actually we got someone good from Brazil?
1: Messias see us last season.
0: No, <laughs> uh, like, no, but, see, like, I'm trying to think. So, the last time... So, when I'm saying from Brazil, I don't mean a Brazilian player, because I know you could say, oh, well, we had Ronaldinho, we had... But, like, even just buying a player out of the Brazilian league, I mean, surely there's got to be some kid down there that's that's just waiting to explode, you know, in the yeah. camp position.
1: The, the issue with Brazil, and I think a lot of the teams feel it, is because of, essentially, the status of the club, uh, of our club, and the clubs around our level. It's that, you know, if you're Leche and you go to Brazil and you ask, you know, oh, this kid, how much is he? They're probably going to offer it to him for, like, uh, five, ten million dollars maximum but when ac milan comes in ask, you know, and you, you really can't hide the fact that you know you work for ac Milan or where he's going is immediately going to be 50 million <laughs> so yeah you know, we are a victim of our own past success you know recent success not that much but past success this is the, the problem that we have but i agree with yeah, you yeah brazil is there very, has like to be this, something even in the in the league and we should be able to go and at least get a player but then again it's that if we were to go and get a player then it's the same set of excuses that we're probably going to hear oh he's not ready give him time and all that but you know we've got a league to win and the games that are not going to wait for players so for me it's an issue of why aren't we getting anyone that's ready made and I know ready made players are going to come at somewhat of a premium but this is the way to go because you want to win titles you want trophies this is what you're going to have to do if you want to just be in top four then fine do what we're doing and Just don't complain, but fans not going to be happy with that.
0: Yeah, well, this is the thing, and it's kind of what I like. So, this is always a big concern I had when Redbird came on board, right? So, you know, we're kind of being given this thing of, oh, well, look, you know, we're uh, we're a club we're running at a loss, right? I think this year it's only uh, sixty-seven million, right? That's that's what the loss is. Which is a huge decrease from where where it has been in the last couple of years. And that's all positive. But what we're been what we're kind of being given is this carrot and stick. And this, this carrot and stick is, is kind of, oh look, if the uh, you know, when the stadium is built, we're gonna be able to invest all this cash and stuff, you know, and look at all this great stuff that we're doing with these accounts. These accounts are showing great. But the thing is is and, it, and this is where the great disconnect is is um well, it's always good that your that your club behaves, uh, you know, um, with common sense in terms of finances, right? The average fan doesn't start supporting a club because of the way of finance because of the way finances a club look. They don't, right? So what they focus on is they focus on success. Right? So that means you know winning trophies, uh, you know, having hopefully world class players. Uh, You know, there's there's an awful lot of factors there, but none of the factors are a balance sheet. So using this kind of car and stick approach that Redbird seem to be be using, which is like, oh, we want to build out and flesh out this club and we want to do all these things with media and we want to, you know, and that's fine. But like, you know, it can't be at the expense of actually just having really average playing staff for a season or for two seasons while you know because it's like you said i don't think i don't think management understood that it's like yeah fair enough for the most part minus kessie uh and you know Romanioli. i know Romanioli didn't play much last season of course but so we've lost kessie we've lost you know Romanioli. and i think they maybe they didn't understand so they, they might have seen that okay so we still have You know roughly the same core so we can stick to that so we shouldn't be too bad but i don't think that they you know that they kind of thought about well we're not the only team in the league right so and the other teams are kind of arming up and doing so very well uh well by other teams i literally mean napoli because inter haven't done much Juventus haven't uh haven't really done much to be honest i mean they're you know uh, like you know probably same Juventus fans that were kind of mocking us for getting a 40-year-old Ibrahimovic then, you know, are delighted because Di Maria has shown up right at the end of his career. Um, So, yeah, like this this Redbird thing has just been a disaster so far. I mean, this thing about, you know, kind of, I understand financial fair play and I understand that, you know, that because we were we were in the bad books for quite a while because of very, very bad handling of finances by Young Han Lee and all this. And then Elliot came and saved this and they rectified rectified the issues. But the thing is is even when Elliot were there, right, I seen more positivity on the transfer market. Because yeah. keep in mind, like you had Benacer, you had Tonali, you had, you know, there was like I know you're gonna you're gonna laugh, but like they, you know they bought in players like you know obviously Kruenich as well. Like there was there was new inflows of players, even though it weren't huge, huge costs. Like but like I mean, it seems to be like Redbird's plan has literally been, let's go all in on CDK. Oops, that hasn't worked. Okay, so let's just wait till next season. Yeah.
1: If you see the uh, points tally, so we, we're not really at the halfway uh, level of the season because we're only 18 games in. 19th is where we get to the halfway mark. Uh, if you remember the points tally of last season, uh, you need about 80, 84 points to win the league. So, you know, if we win against Lazio, it would be 41 points. And you would have to need to do a better second half of the season to get to that 80 plus point mark. Uh, difficult to say because of the teams that we drop points against, but it's not to say impossible. But if you see Napoli, yeah, they're on course, they could even do the what do you call it, the century <laughs> if they That's repeat the, the first half of the season performance. And you know, I mean,
0: them, if it's yeah. correct, I mean, I'd, like, I uh, look, obviously, it's, it's 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 never nice to see a club that isn't yours, right? Top of the table, but I mean, it's you know. If Napoli keep going this way, right, I mean, I don't think anyone can be grudged and winning this league. I mean, how can you, really? Like, I mean... <laughs> like of the others in the top four, you know, other than this,
1: of course, is that, you know, I'd rather them win it rather than UV or Inter.
0: <laughs> yeah, big time. Big time, big time, big time. And, you know, Nap- like, let's not forget Napoli fans. They've had a big... Uh, they've had to wait a long time.
1: Much longer than that. So... Them.
0: Much longer than us. So, I mean, if there's a fan base that deserve it, I mean, shout out to Napoli fans. I mean, you know, I think there's, there, they could potentially be shown that they're the real deal here, and they could be well. Napoli are now the team to be. Guys, how do we manage that? Oh, earthquake! There. Oh. <laughs> it's all good. Hang on. It's all good. It's <laughs> that was good mini earthquake there but uh yeah man but i got yeah i just i can't see this uh i can't see this well i can see sorry this napoli thing continuing obviously not you know they're only human beings and unless they're doing the uh atalanta treatment which is you know kind of let's say highly questionable and probably to do with taking some sort of illicit substances to maintain a high level of performance, which I don't see. I just see top quality. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think Napoli could be the real deal here and, and kudos to them. So the thing is though, is like it could potentially take us quite a long time to catch up to these because you know, the way Napoli tend to do a good job of, uh, they tend to do a very good job when it comes to holding on to their players. And they only sell them when they absolutely need to, which is very rarely the case that they need to. So, I mean, this this team could be together for a while.
1: The only exception that I can think of is a senior who left on a, on a free. But, you know, he's an aging player. I think I, I really didn't think that he was that great. A bit of a DS in stature. and uh, But offensively, of course, a lot better, considering the experience. But, yeah, they've definitely uh, upgraded over that position, unlike us, that we lose players. Then you've got to question whether it's an upgrade or not.
0: That's well, the thing, because, I mean, people say as well, right? They're like, oh, geez, you know, all Milana to do is go off and buy Kvetch Kev- Girelia. Wow, I hope I pronounced that properly. Um, it's all Milana to do. But then you're kind of saying, yeah, but when's he going to play? Because because yeah, he, he be, he's playing he's playing in place of layout. So, <laughs> you know, like no,
1: but yeah, the thing about he could do right wing, and this is the point that some fans are making. We uh, mm. we don't really consider. I mean, we would gamble on the right wing, but yeah, it's difficult to say. And yeah? now you see that Kavica is doing so well in Napoli. Whether he had come to Milan, whether it would have been the same effect, no one will know. Yeah, no, we, we will never know because he, he did never join us. Maybe never will. So you know, it's the what ifs. Let's not go down that road, but the players that we have, uh, Salamakers, Messias, are definitely not good enough for the team. And if you can get a player like Leao, you could argue that we could get a player like Leao on the right wing as well. You know, just a replication. Of course, because they
0: are out there. And the thing is, our, we have we have one of the best scout departments in the world. I mean, let's be honest, because like, Moncada has found amazing players. In France only. Well, like not even not even of it. like, I mean, you know, Benacer wasn't from France. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Tenali. I mean, there's there's been there has been good players. I mean, even let's say this is a big if, but if Ranks or Chao come true, I mean, were they from? I think to two them were from the German league, right?
1: Yeah, they were. Schauder so and. Frank I don't remember
0: where he was from Wolfsburg wasn't it I think
1: oh maybe yeah
0: Yeah. so I mean yeah there is a bit there is like there's a lot to say that we can you know we can find these players but the thing is it's like geez guys if so if we're after investing all this amount of money for a very good scouting department find us a goddamn right wing find it somewhere you know because even the right side is just broken the right side is completely broken it's not even the right wing it's like I mean oh, with Calabria you know,
1: scoring but interestingly he wasn't on the right side by the way he was actually to the left of Giroud right for that. <laughs> that's
0: it that's it that's what we've come to you know I like man but you can imagine so let's just say hypothetically right let's say Jerry finds I don't know make up a random number 70 million not that he ever would right but let's just say he found 70 million in a drawer somewhere right and said, right, I'm going to invest it into this team right now in this transfer window. And let's say we got a right-back and we got a right-wing, right? And the two of them click straight away, right? I mean, we're probably averaging... I mean, you could be looking at another 15 goals a season, maybe. Yeah. you this know,
1: is way we shouldn't underestimate the impact of some players' have because you're right there, yeah? you know? Some players, they can contribute quite a bit there, yeah? even... 10 goals, and even 5 goals, yeah? Think about 5 clutch goals. Could we need yeah. the league? Uh, this is what it comes down to. This is what Giroud did. He didn't need to score 20, 30 goals a season. He just needed to score the winning goal in the right games.
0: That's it. That's it. And, he, and you can imagine, even Giroud, imagine the service. Imagine a Leo-esque, a Leo-esque type service in from the right wing as well.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, the guy, you know, Giroud would literally have to do nothing, just stand in the box. And tap it in, you know, and he's that type of player that would we'll feed off of that. So it's not like there's a huge amount to do in the squad, but like when it comes to just needing to ask the same questions, like again and again, it's like, where's the right wing? Where's the right wing? Where's the right wing? It's yeah, it's very disheartening.
1: So, um, uh, I there's one thing that we didn't, uh, I, I guess we didn't plan for, but maybe we'll speak about it later. So, what do you think of the Super Cup game? It's gonna be a big game, uh, I'm going for it so hopefully you'll come back with a trophy maybe our only realistic trophy or piece of silver where we'll be able to get this season but what are your thoughts you know what, what do you think is going to happen
0: so uh i know it kind of so i'd mentioned this to you previously maybe on a on another unrelated chat but i had kind of said well you know the copa italia i'm not too concerned about because i find it's a bit of a it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse trophy. However, I'd said that in the context of whether well, we might actually win some, some other silverware this year. So just because it's Inter, you know, um, I think it, may, it, it makes the game more important. Um, can we win it? Yes, we can, because we've seen Milan go out and do this. You know, I mean, it's, you know, the struggle against the, the poor sides, the good sides like Inter or like Juve. Or, you know, dare I say Napoli. I mean, we show up. Uh, We've already beaten Inter this year. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's definitely not out of the realms of possibility that we can win it, but we just need to show up, essentially. Um, And hopefully, I mean, it might give us a bit of a a spur to go on and do bigger and better things. Because let's be honest here, like, anyone realistically, you know, that's – a Anyone with their head screwed on, any Milan fan will literally say to you, "We don't have the, we don't have the, uh, let's say the, the strength in depth to be able to win the Champions League, right?" However, you know, we're in the knockout stages now, right? And you get a couple of results together, and you'd be surprised what can happen, you know. I mean, you get a bit of luck here and there, you can find yourselves in the quarters or in the semis, and I mean, you know. Things can happen. There's been there's been worse teams that have won this, the UCL. I mean, let's not forget Liverpool the time they beat us in 04, 05. 05, yeah. Oh
1: five. Uh,
0: yeah. 0-5. So I mean, and they won the damn thing. So, you know, and we have more quality than they did then. Uh, so obviously funny thing about that is, is they had more quality than us in the final. But <coughs> anyway. <laughs> uh so let's not talk about that um but yeah so i don't know man i for me it's yeah look it obviously we have to you know i'd love to see us go off and and just be you know even if we lose it just if we went in and we were just we imposed our style of play and things and we were you know we were looking confident and consistent in our possession of the ball that would be a big bonus for me Obviously to win it is the preferred option because you know we need to turn this around and get some sort of positivity out of this system, uh, out of the season because everything's slipping away very fast. Everything is.
1: Yeah, well uh for me I just want us to win it because I'll be there in person. So seeing a loss would be <laughs> yeah, shout <laughs> <quite> out, I <laughs> forgot <laughs> that, yeah. That's
0: it. <laughs> quite demoralizing. <too.
1: laughs> and you can imagine the negativity coming out of my mouth, uh if we were to lose that and you know I had to pay money to go and watch it. But, so uh, if
0: if I see a bottle get getting thrown at uh, Tata as he's entering the tunnel, I I, I can I can guess who the probably be from. Not that we condone violence because we do not. The bottle <laughs> well, no, fell no, no, out no, the of course. some focus Super jealous, man. Baresi is like my greatest one. So I'm super jealous though. That is insane. That is insane
1: yeah other than that, it's gonna be here yeah, for an interesting next few days and yeah to those who are listening watching this stream uh, do expect photos do expect some shorts uh, i think we did i did well on the short in dubai that got quite a number of thousands of views so nice. yeah please stay tuned so anything else saying that you want to finish this up with what
0: what do you hope uh about? no just, just please win, Milan. Just win all the games towards the end, of the, to the end of this season, and uh, you know, we can be happy. That's all I'm asking for.
1: <laughs> yeah, same thing on my end. Yeah, no more losses, no more heartbreaking or uh, how, how can you say those tense performances? Because we, this, this squad is good, yeah. And no matter how what results that we see at the end of the day, that we know that there's quality in the squad. It's, just
0: that it's definitely better than the results. The squad is yeah. definitely better than the results. That's the annoying thing, you know, because you know it's there's a lack of something there. But yeah,
1: anyway. We need the additional push, but we'll find it, you know. We'll find it soon. Mm.
0: We've done it before. We'll do it again. Definitely.
1: Okay, well, uh, uh, we'll round this up. And uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for watching, uh, listening. Uh, please follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I also like to, you know, make a shout out to Instagram. We now have over a hundred followers, so I know to some of you might be laughing there because it's still a small number. Your personal accounts probably have more, but for us, we're just starting out. Uh, you know, we appreciate everyone following and you know listening to us. It's great. Uh, we look into. And if you, more
0: content. if you, if you see Hosni at the uh, Super Cup game, make sure you go up say hello. Uh, <laughs> Just make sure he doesn't have a glass bottle in his hand because it could be getting thrown at Tata. So but no, joke, obviously. No, go on.
1: <laughs> won't be it. I'll bring a I'll bring a brick, I think there There's that's the it, that's it.
0: he probably catch that. he <laughs> <You'll> probably <laughs> catch that. If it's a life or death situation, he's probably unbeatable, you know. <laughs>
1: All right, Shane, well, it's been great. Uh, good to speak to you guys, And uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch up with you guys on our next pod, hopefully soon. And uh, Forza Milan, everyone.
0: Let's get it, guys. Forza Milan.